this morning's sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We talked about, uh, I, I mentioned it briefly, about uh, little person syndrome, like short people. Yeah. And they proved it. Science has proven a uh, study proved short person syndrome uh, is not necessarily going to lead to more anger, but uh, there's a more likely to become a psychopath if you're under five foot eight in a man. See Glenn Danzig. Uh, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> oh, you know what else it is? More likely to become a psychopath if you're a woman under five three. So it works for women too. Women never get that short thing. So as it turns out, small man syndrome is a real thing. Scientifically, they found that shorter people are more likely to be psychopaths. Uh, narcissistic tendencies live in people under a certain height. Now, uh, did that change? What? I mean, because the average height, you know, you go back 100 years. Well, well I don't think they ever measured for what makes you a psychopath. I think we had a better understanding it of when you are that. one. We I, just knock you around. We didn't care how tall you were or what led to it. We just knew yeah. you're an asshole. You're going into the long coat. Now we have to try to figure everything out. But they did, and they're like, but what they did find out, 367 people, uh, they, they did this uh, study, which is a pretty good one, and uh, the hope that the findings would lead them to understanding what happened. Participants had to complete a dirty dozen dark triad questionnaire, which is standardized for dark traits. It's a real test. Uh, they had to agree with various statements. I tend to manipulate others to get my way. I tend to be called, or I tend to be callous and insensitive. Uh, there are similar statements about their height. Which had to score. I wish I were taller. I'm satisfied with my height, and none of them answered that they were. Surprisingly, the study found both genders, male and female. And there, I know there's 300 of them, but that's the ones they focused on. Uh, had dark, dark triad traits if they were short. Uh, the traits grew, or the the likelihood of being a psychopath grew if you said, "I am short, and I'm not happy about being short." Your tendencies to be a psychopath were much higher. Shorter people, especially uh, those who wish they were taller, are characterized by traits that are likely to make them uh, confrontational and have an interest in power because they so rarely feel powerful. They always feel less than in a group of people like Brett and me. And Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> and others. And others. I'm glad to hear the opening part. 5'7". No, that they oh. were uh, like saying you're upset with your height. I've never... I've never felt that way. You should. Short men can, uh, can't demand respect physically, so they have to demand it by imposing on others. 
uh, acquire resources and impress romantic partners with loudness and traits that will get them noticed. Shorter women tend to use deception to appear desirable or gain protection resources. So they basically are the helpless little, "Uh uh-oh, you better give me stuff. But that's women in general, isn't it? They take anything they've got as a weapon and weaponize it, which is smart. Like if you have big cans, you accentuate the big cans. I mean, you yeah. you, you manipulate with what your strength is. That's just being a smart person. I think. Like you know your strengths and you lead with them. If you're a short person, you have to act helpless. Or the other way around, that they're really uh, aggressive, loud. Well, that's the women that th- those are, are outgoing and yeah, those usually turn into short lesbians. But like the diminutive, demure, little tiny. I'm just a little tiny. Tiny girls always say, but I'm so little. Like they love being considered helpless and little. Then you'll just do stuff. Or tend to give them the things. The natural provider. Right. It's like, well, I can, I can protect. Because that's yeah. a man's natural role is yep. to feel like, I will be there for you as a provider and a protector. So how about that? So if you're under 5'8", uh, you're 5'7". I know Scott Haynes, one of our listeners, is like 5'4". He golfed with him. He's a tiny little fella. But he's comfortable with his height. How tall Larry? McFeely's about 5'7". He's not a psychopath. I didn't say he was. I was just curious. There was a a pause there that you were like, hmm. Brett did puffy lip nod. He did. Mm, I see, I see. It was like like we were over in Vienna with a psychiatrist convention. Mm, Yes, Larry, five, seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That explains everything. And the Shan man, too. He's got to be what? Shan is like five, five. Yeah. He's short. Does he? He doesn't have anger issues, does he? He's not psychopathic. He doesn't fall into the category of short man syndrome. Maybe he's got some lesser than you know. He's mellowed a little bit. And I wonder also because the people we're talking about tend to be reclusive. Absolutely, both of them. You know, so I wonder if that has anything to do with like how much of that dark triad tends to go back into you know shelling up and not being part of society. Because hmm. Chan Man certainly doesn't go and do a lot. And he likes it. It's not like he's an yeah. unhappy guy, but that's oh, it. No, no. And Larry's the same way. I wonder if that's a height thing. I know if I was there height, I'd never leave the house. How embarrassing. I wouldn't leave the house because of people like me. I look at him and go, <laughs> hello, Wonka. So cute. <laughs> yeah, so that's a thing. So if you're a short person this morning and you're and you're pissed off at this article. There's a chance you could be a psychopath. <laughs> if, if this article pissed you off and you're 5'6", guess what? It was right. <laughs> It's happening. You're not allowed to have weapons. Yeah, so I guess that's a thing for real. And that's short man syndrome. When short men are the ones who get angriest. Oh, it's garbage. There's tall, angry people too. Yeah, there's tall, angry people. But Napoleon complex. Nope, and they, pictures of Napoleon are everywhere. And Hitler wasn't the tallest guy in the world, but he was taller than... I think he was like 5'10 or so. He had some height. Although I don't know if that's a lie or not. He wore boots too. Yeah, he, he lifted. He yeah. he definitely heightened. Yeah, the Gene Simmons boots. <laughs> Walking around in those giant boots. Hitler, every day, whether he wanted to or not, had to put the outfit on. Never saw Hitler in a t-shirt and sweats. Like, nah, not today. It's my day off. Every time Hitler was out, he was in the gear. That's Never a- wore the same Hugo Boss <laughs> no, suit. It's just a lot of getting ready. It is a lot. I mean, his closet had to be just a full of stuff with big shoes and boots. It's like Schwarzenegger in Last Action Heroes, just all the oh, same, same in the suit over and over. Fuck to wear, what to wear. Same as yesterday. Hmm. Wear my big boots. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's crazy. But yeah, short people, sorry about that, but that's a fact. Nothing you can do about it. You're short. 
That's the way it lives. And they even, yeah, they even said that uh, dark traits may be a part of a suite of psychological systems which help shorter people to compete in life's great challenges. Uh, if you have to get your hands uh, on something, you have to be aggressive to do it because so often you feel like someone bigger will take it from you. So whether yeah, or not, whether or not they're even in a competition, they feel they have to be a certain way to get. They feel undermanned. You know, it's like you're always the underdog. Whether a big guy's going to take it off the table or not, you feel like you got to grab that thing. It's a run to the litter. The way they act around food, even when there's no dogs, is if I don't eat this now, somebody's going to take it because I don't have the power. I, I've, been, I've talked to I talked to a guy at a gym once who was just yoked. But he was about five, five, huge. And he, me and the trainer both said, it's like, man, I wish I could get that kind of growth. Because it was immediate, like a month and a half of this guy working, and he got huge. And he's like, yeah, so I work real hard. I'm like, yeah, you work hard. But I mean, you also have the advantage of only having to push the weight a few inches from your chest. <laughs> well, That and- dude got furious with me. I'm like, I've got long, human, full-size grown man arms. Yeah. So me bench pressing. It's a lot of motion. Like, look at all that range I've got to cover. And I'm like, you just have to go. <laughs> and you're, there's a little tiny, yeah, these little tiny pushes, which I think I could do. I have to make it just the same as you. I'm like, oh, you're strong. There's no question about it. But, you know, it's harder for me. That's I'm what naturally made, uh, huge. So, Sager kind of a freak when he got into bodybuilding. He's tall. He was, he was just over six foot. And there yeah. weren't that many competitors no. then. Being tall still that way. and They're gigantic still- is hard work because you have leaner muscle. It's longer, so it's yeah. harder to make it all bulky. That's why so many short dudes are just ripped in little boxes of muscle. And you tap on the head and go, you are adorable. <laughs> you lift weights real hard. You push them all the way up there, four or five inches, and then you bring it all the way back down to your little chest. That dude got so mad when I was just joking too. I'm like, I have to push it so far away. Look at my arms, how far they go. Yours only go to here, so you only have to go from here to here. Foot, maybe a foot if you're lucky. You only have to bench press a little bit. I've got to go uh, practically touch the ceiling. <laughs> it's gonna be harder for me. <laughs> oh, you got really mad. I'm like, dude, we're and my trainer Jason was he's like, he's kidding. Although there is truth to that. The more compact you are, the easier it is to pack on size. Or at least to show it. I'm like, see, even the trainer, the personal trainer knows. This dude was boiling. <sighs> he laughed it off later. but He was stronger than me, but my theory is true. I have to push so much. But legs? That guy, I could watch him pump out 300 of them. <laughs> like one of mine... Had its own wind, had a breeze. <laughs> yeah, and I'd yell to the trainer at the end of the put. Am I there yet? Because it was so far away from me. Good echo. I'm only six feet tall. You don't see a lot of gigantic dudes who are like you know, like Kevin Durant. He's seven feet tall. There's no muscle on the guy. He's scary skin. So it's just different body types. But yeah, sorry, short people. That's not my thing. It's science. Of course. Then again. Science said water doesn't cure droughts anymore. So what do they know? By the way, the most fun you can have in the world. I have a big pile of... uh, I did this last night. uh, A big pile of uh, firewood up against my back wall. I didn't know this about scorpions. You can play with them when they're asleep. They don't wake up when it's cold. 
When it's cold, yeah, they're very they're super slow. Touch them and twist them around. And I had these gloves on, and I, I, I go, out, I went out to get it, and I'll take. They don't the, like moving. They don't want to do a thing in the no. cold. So I, I took the wood and I just smash it against the wall because I know they're in that bark. It's the bark wood, and I mash it up, and then I'll get the black light and I'll hit it. And there's like six of them in this one, and I went to grab it. and I'm like, ooh, there's one right there, and I'm like, wait a minute, I touched him, and he didn't budge. Sleeping, bro. <laughs> he was out, and I flicked his tail. And I pulled him out of the thing, and I threw him on the ground, and I batted him with... I had these gloves that you can't get to, so I wasn't really afraid. Normally, I'd be scared to death. I hate those things. And I'm batting him around. I lit, like, 20 scorpions on fire last night in their sleep. I got one the other night, and he wasn't... They don't move. Honest. I showed... Uh, uh, well, Dr. Tooth, he'd never seen one. A scorpion? Yeah. Pretty neat. And it, I didn't think it would be out, but it, you know... I had that one that I brought the wood into the house and put it in the fireplace and hadn't burned it. And then a couple days later, I'm sitting on the couch, and I see a lobster crawling across real slow. He's like, it's, you know, it's 72 degrees in my house. He's like, is it summer? Like, he's, <laughs> he's hungover. He's a little bit goofed up. He comes crawling out of there. And when I put my shoe on him, just dropped a loose shoe, it, it went, and he exploded. Like, he's so full of whatever he ate last summer. And that dude loaded up. He was gigantic. Gigantic. I, I probably should have put them in a pot and boiled them. That thing looked like it had meat. <laughs> I should take a picture of when uh, finally uh, I was like, put them out. So I did, and it was on a circular patio. You don't kill them? I did. Oh. It was the most perfect splat. Oh, it's the best. It was like someone made a flat poster yeah. of the scorpion. Everything kept intact. It's- I have got to be. Like, when scorpions see me, they it, it, it's, I'm Hitler to them. I torture them. I do terrible stuff. I, I like when I found out you can just peel the bark back and pour them out, and they're they're dizzy and messed up, and they don't they, they like sting all over. They, they don't even know what they're stinging. They're you just see their tails it going. Just, yeah, you can flick them. They're slow, and I just a little uh, lighter. You know, lighting them real slow. I'd light their tails on fire. I used to cut their tails off in the summer and punch them with a boxing glove on the wall. That was the most fun because they just explode all over. But uh, last night I was burning them. I think I could hear them screaming. It was so satisfying. So then I took them in the house, put them in the fireplace, and lit the fire. And I know they're in there. And I was happy to see that the big log from the fire last night was still kind of orange this the morning. The scent of scorpion oh, in the air. The best. But because I've killed, i got to be pushing 100,000 at least just with my hands. Not to mention the poison that I put all over the earth every month to make sure that they don't come back. And I've done the, you know, the house. I've, I've got it scorpion-proofed, and I've done a lot of things to kill them. Um, the last week, I uh, it was stupid. I went in to move some firewood. They're in there. No gloves. I always wear I always wear I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I shake the log a little bit, yeah. but it's still. I'm horrified by it. But I feel power when I can't get stung. But I have a feeling one of these days. Like a fifty thousand pound scorpion's gonna just be in my backyard, and it's gonna, it'll be the, it'll be the end of me. But I hunt. I have to be pushing hundreds of thousands of killed. I, I, it's I love killing them. I love it. It's the closest I am to one of those five foot six inch crazy psychopaths. I am. I cannot get enough. You know how they feel. And I didn't know this till yesterday. And I've been killing them for... Well, the house that I'm in now is the only house I've ever had scorpions in my life. I didn't know until yesterday. And I don't recommend this for everybody. And especially without those big gloves. Which evidently they can still sting through, but chances are they'll just sting the glove. 
Um, they're rubberized leather. There's rubber inside and leather outside. And they're getting through that all the way with that little baby stick. Yeah. And uh, you can pat them around like a cat. They don't know what they're doing. Like, you wake them up from this ice cold, and they are dumb. And cats do it when they're fully awake. Cats love playing with them, just stomping them, flicking them with their feet. Yeah, cats just know the business end of a scorpion. Just don't hit that thing. Uh, the rest of them are useless. That was me last night, standing in the backyard. And then I'd grab a piece of wood, and uh, if Michael and Troy were home, they'd have seen me in a pair of shorts and a sweatshirt with one piece of wood going, <laughs> running all the way back into the house, <laughs> just in case one was on it. Because I'm still horrified by it. Man, oh man, winter scorpions. Go get some firewood, put it in your backyard while it's still cold out. And then go play with them, because they're dumb. Having a couple of days that uh, hit 70 or 71 moves them a little bit, then it gets cold again. Yeah. It's a good mix. I was kind of like that fourth episode of Dahmer, where I had the the zombies (laughs) just playing around with them in the backyard. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to kill it, but I'm going to take my time. I was torturing them. Cut its little feet with scissors. (laughs) And just let his little body sit there and sting itself. Like, what's going on? And all the other ones under the bark had to have one eye open. Like, see what's happening to Steve out there? This guy's insane. But I can throw these logs up against the wall so hard. And it rolls back and I put the black light on. They're still under the bark. Like, nope, we're not going anywhere. That is amazing. Man. And I stomp on it where they are, where the bark is. Nothing. And then you just peel the bark back and brush them off, and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, little sex zombie, walking around stinging themselves. Oh, it's the best. It's become a pastime at my house. Summertime, somewhere in June, I go out, do a wall kill. And man, now that I know they're in that firewood, get it. And now I'm going to poison them, and then punch them while they're stinging themselves, then punch them with a boxing glove. Anyway, that's just what I do for fun. Good times. <laughs> All right. It's good times. Credit score 820. <laughs> Still not completely lost. It's, uh, you know, it is that. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, I mean, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. You know, I think is uh, I saw this too. Getting paid tons of money is always everybody's goal. I'm starting to think us guys have been shortchanging ourselves a little bit. There was a kid who just nothing special about him. Uh, decided to start like just taking his shirt off, and he went on OnlyFans as a guy. I don't have the, I, I guess it's the ego or arrogance to say people would want to see that. And he's ripped? No, no. He took. He's all right. He's he's in okay shape. And uh, he went on uh, OnlyFans, and he started making thirty nine grand a month, just popping his shirt off. And you know, I don't care if gay guys beat off to pictures of me. That's no big deal. So then he started to do that, and then he's like, mm, maybe they want to watch me t- toss it around a little bit. 
tossed it around and it jumped up to about 70 grand a month. Jeez. And I'm like, for doing what, what, what we all we do, do every day? We do for free all oh. the time. And I started wondering. Money what, for nothing. What in my mind <laughs> stops me from doing that? And it's the fact that I personally think no one needs to see this. Like, I think no one would want to watch me do that. But I looked at him and I'm like, nah, I'm different. He didn't look that much different than me. He's all right. He's, I'm not looking at this guy going, well, of course women or men want to watch this guy beat off. No. He's normal. Brady, you do it. Why not? What's stopping you? Why not put it For making there? 40 grand a month, people want to watch you roll around with yourself. What are we doing? I always thought it was because women have convinced us that they don't want to see that. But for 40 grand a month, I don't care who's on the other side. That seems great. And some sort of moral thing, like you think your daughter would find it. Yeah. Oh, well. Big deal. Mm. If she stays on it, then she's the weirdo, not you. Like, the problem would be her looking at it, not you doing it. And right? there's other, yeah, there's all sorts of other moral issues. See, and here's the on. other moral issue that comes to that. I don't think there is, if you're just beating off in your room. The people say, so what if my mom and dad see it? Well, then your mom and dad are on OnlyFans. So they're seeing it anyway. <laughs> it's you that you're worried about. You, I, I, I think maybe that's something. And I don't think you know most of the board. time the parents. I mean, that used to be back in the day, like oh, doing Playboy for a girl, right? Like, oh, well, what do your parents think about that? Right. Oh well. You know, the, and it always yeah, was creepy at- when when they show like the Playmate of the Year on Entertainment Tonight and stuff. She's won Playmate of the Year. What did her parents think? They were super supportive. And they'd show the dad yeah, and it's folded open. You're like, oh, a, don't look at it, I'm dad. so proud of my daughter. <laughs> right. Dad should always be like, I don't want to look at it. But that's weird. But if you're like the people who are afraid of OnlyFans, like what if my parents found it? Well, then your parents are, are scamming and looking through OnlyFans all day long and they stumbled across you. You know the odds of them finding naked pictures of you are with all the naked pictures that exist? Pretty specific search if they found daughter or son. But forty grand a month. I don't I, look. If people I'm doing watch, it wrong, apparently. Yeah, me too. If Brett and I was stood in a room and beat off together in unison to like the you know the drums of Navarone, I don't know. I like some sort of <laughs> just stared at each other and did it, and then turned. No friendly fire, Brett. Right. No. And no. turned away, and we made sixty grand. Sure, we'd feel a little awkward about it with each other. But if I'm if I'm going man thirty thousand for you. Yeah. I'll take my 30000 When do you want to beat off with me again? <laughs> and majority I've been doing of people it for free know. for a long time. Because this, guy, this guy's making forty k a month. I don't remember no his in name. in the room other than you that you heard about it. Yeah. And plus, if look, let's say Toledo starts doing it, right? And, he's, and he starts coming in and he, he sells the Yaris and he ends up with a Bentley in a few months. They're like, what are you doing different than us? So oh, I've been beating off on OnlyFans. We wouldn't be like, oh, you son of a this is it. We'd be like, did you hear what Toledo's making all that money? Good doing? for you. We'd yeah. be happy for him. I think the only thing that's ever stopped me is seeing myself doing it, and and what a pathetic sight. That's the biggest filter, right? It's me thinking nobody needs to see this, but once you get past that, start dreaming. People evidently do want to watch just average Joes toss it around. Well. Why do you I say don't know. That? I, well, I I think there's more people that like you know this guy's doing it. Why can't I do it? I think there's a oh a lot of people that attempt it in yeah. the average show. It's just not making the cut. But it's worth a so shot. So that would be. Don't you think it's worth a shot to find out? This kid started off just by taking his shirt off and standing there taking pictures of himself, like in New York, standing in the road with his shirt off, and it wasn't sexy. 
He's looking at his phone. He's looking in a mirror just like everybody else does. And took took a picture of him. Said he's not out of shape, but he's not in great shape. It goes away, right? Uh, takes maybe a little time if you're a failure on OnlyFans. I don't know, but who cares? I know, that's hard, but know? I'm saying it's tough at first because, you know, oh, it's girls an ego that head. try to do it. Exactly. Sure. It's an ego head. And I've, yeah. I've actually chatted with a We girl. know some failures. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in this building, <laughs> I talked to a girl. Not that one, a different one. Uh, and uh, she was that was her plan. Like, she was quitting her job. She's not going to be a cocktail waitress anymore, and she's going to go on OnlyFans and start... You know, humping pillows and stuff. And, Didn't work? Uh, no. That last time we saw, she was on uh, one of those uh, begging websites asking for birthday money. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> it's harder for a woman, I think, because there's so many pretty women doing it. So, like, average women can't. Some average girl can't go on and just start fiddling around. And But you're saying there's maybe a bigger market for the baiting crowd. I don't know. I, Must be. I've taken my k a month. Look, something inside of me, I think pride, maybe a little bit of uh, self awareness, has already uh, dismissed me from that uh, arena. Like I just don't think that's a thing. Nobody needs to see this. But evidently, there's you know, even if it's ten grand, that's pretty good. It's good side money. That's 120 grand a year of just beating off, and I'm wow. doing that for free so often. I just need to dress it up a little bit, you know. Maybe just a bow tie or a glass of champagne on the... I don't know, something nice to treat myself a little bit better. Give it a shot. I've been discrediting, and I guarantee I'm as good at working it as out, any, I am. You know, sure, yeah, this, I'm this not looking be, terrible right now. The, uh, the prime time to try it. I guess. I'm sure many gays would want to see. Well, ask Troy and Michael. They'll, they'll tell you. Yeah, they'll tell me the truth, though, yeah. and then it'll make me feel terrible. I think I think if the uh, the anonymous you could have them neighbor. as a little mini focus group, send them over some stuff, let them preview it. Fifty and still doing it, you know, I and mean, that would be what I'd call it. Yeah, I still do it. I'm fifty. Watch this, and you know, and then have one set up where, uh oh, somebody's here, and you have to mad scramble it back together. And it's like, ooh, who was it? And then the thing clicks off, and then it's like a soap opera. Next time, like we almost got caught last time, guys. And then just start tossing them. Hey, my friend Brett's here today. He's going to sit on the other end of the bed, and we're going to race. That would be a great OnlyFans. So it's like getting it's like the Pornhub videos where they get stuck in the dryer and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I just thought of a great one. If you guys are in the Morning Sickness Beat Race, Adult Spalucci. <laughs> no, no, Spalucci takes it a different level because you're taking it to gross. I'm just saying, two guys standing in the OnlyFans, just giggling and laughing and tugging away, and then we race. We time it. You could even do it at your house, and I could do it on mine. Split screen it. Oh, we can zoom it. Yeah, three, two, one. We don't have to be in the same room. Hey, Old 20 position. grand a month, I'm in. Exactly. Well, yeah, we start, this would be fun. Maybe a fan duel category later on. It's like, Brett's like never lost. Finally getting paid to 80, do the thing I love. 81 <laughs> seconds. Exactly. They say, if you uh, had all the money in the world, what would you do with your time? That's it, and then the, and the, but the next thing in that experiment is always well. That's the job you should have. My first thought: Do what you love. When the high school guidance counselor <laughs> said, "If you had millions and millions of dollars, what would you do with your time?" I'm like, I would probably just jerk it most of the day. And then his next line was supposed to be, "Well, then that's the job you should pursue because that's your true passion." If I could get paid, yeah, if I could get paid to beat it, but I never thought anyone wanted to see it. I still don't. Like in my head, it just doesn't pass that test. Now with the uh, you could have uh, you know the 
50 plus crowd, the Silver Beaters section. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Silver Beaters is interesting to Silvers. <laughs> yeah. Like age appropriate uh, OnlyFans. Yes. Adults OnlyFans. I like that. And it's just, you know, 55 plus community of people just whacking off. The village is huge. <laughs> the problem is this this kid, Oliver, that was doing it. He's like, so now I got my girlfriend, of course, she broke up with me. I got it, and he's stepping it up, and he's taking on random strangers and just starting to pound them. And he's making a lot more now because he's got a following. But the Silver Beaters isn't bad. Uh, the website's available too. So OnlyFans or Silver no, Beaters. Silver Beaters. Brady, I don't know what word. Like, you can be the CEO of it if you want. <laughs> you would never do it. Like Neil Neil Clark Warren. Who? Oh, the, the guy, guy from, from uh, the, yeah. Match or whatever. He's a little different. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but the commercials. Sure enough. You could be the face of it and never have done it, like Jack Horner in Boogie Nights. You're running the porn shop, but you're not in them. Would you be interested in that position? Yes, yeah. You would take that job with Brett and I race whacking, and you'd come home and tell your daughter, Tough day at work today. Got a little messy. Janitor didn't show up, so I had to do a lot of mopping. Ah. Yeah. I never thought that was a market. I didn't think that was a thing, but some kids... Forty grand a month speaks to me. Uh, Barb has an idea for the show name: Three Guys, Three Guys in a Cuck. <laughs> three Guys in a Cuck <laughs> is the best. We're changing the name of this show: The Three Guys in a Cuck. Holmberg's oh. morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, I mean, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Someone online said that their 20-year-old friend accidentally locked himself outside naked when he was, uh, and he was arrested and fined two hundred dollars because a lady across the street called the cops and complained. So they pulled the internet. More than 1,500 people weighed in. 57% of the people said you should not be punished if you're accidentally locked, if you locked yourself outside. Yes, you should. Naked. 21% said it depends on where you are. If you're like in an area with a school or something. No. (laughs) 11% of the people said you should be arrested. 4% said it depends on the person. (laughs) It does? (laughs) Racists. Is he white or black? I want to see that dangler out there. Throw him in the joint. You should never go outside naked. That's it's a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent wrong. If you go outside naked and you can't get indoors anymore, you deserve a fine. You deserve a punishment for being so stupid to walk outside yeah. naked. Now I've been in my hot tub naked, and I have a towel. But if the doors were all magically locked and I was stuck outside, I'd just hang out in the backyard the whole time where no Literally. one could see me. Yeah, I would hang out <laughs> everywhere, really. But you don't go wandering around the front yard to where the neighbors can see out. Even if it's two degrees, you shouldn't have gone outside naked. If you go outside nude, you deserve a, f- a fine. I just think of that scene in The Jerk where he runs out and he's grabbing the dogs and <laughs> covering up <laughs> yeah, both sides. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if there's a fire, people would understand. That's different. Those circumstances change it. But even then... You shouldn't run outside naked. Grab a sheet off the bed and get out there. There's a new trend of people getting signature makeovers by hiring 
someone to help them improve the way they sign their name. The prices for this are all over the map. They range from $10 to 600 bucks. There's one woman in L.A. that has a business called Planet of Names, where she does it. Um, she has around 300 custom signatures a month. She works with some famous people. What is she there. doing? She helps to write your uh, signature, improves it, rather than uh, you know, looking like you're a fifth grader. That's my signature. I was going to say, so <laughs> I didn't want to point any fingers, but are you considering a, a signature facelift? No, people are, well, it's now a trend. You people can't are, just do that yourself? And you got to be careful with it, because you change it of some of the stuff that you've signed no, in the don't. past. Not at all. Your signature does not matter at all anymore. Every time well, I you, sign, I make an the, H. Now it has. I don't even sign my name because you have the digital. Well, you just you can you can write name where your signature goes. Nobody. Every so time I have Medea sign my check right exactly. at the table, yeah. and signature has lost all of its value because it's all digital. Everything now, anyway. How many times it's like you can uh, on the DocuSign? Yeah. It wrote it for me. Cursive or print? And I'm right. like, cursive, that'll look nice. Do you like this one? Yeah, or this exactly. One? I get to pick what I... And that was my signature just because I was agreeing to it. It, it. Later on down the road, you can never go, that's not my signature. Like, it's your digital thing. But why can't? Why would you have to pay somebody to change how you write? Um, it's a combination of people uh, from celebrities, influencers, that if they're signing stuff, they want a better signature. Right. I understand that. Why, why do you need someone else for that? You're Someone so, found a way, like, I'll coach you. I'll help you. Uh, you'll steal from a dumb person. Because yeah. if you wanted to change how you wrote Brady Bogan, you're the only one that can do it. And they work with you on that. <laughs> you know what the letters look like. How far do they work? <laughs> you mean they steal from you with that. Right. Yeah, they steal yeah. money so you can make a Correct. B different. Correct. This person's a grifter. Yeah, I mean, it's a complete yeah. gr- It's life coaching. It's like, I can help you yeah. with your signature and make you feel more confident when you sign things. Like, I can do that. If you go to somebody wanting your signature to change, you're not a go-getter at all. I just don't, I don't know what steps to take to make my hand do different things than what it already does. What does he do? Bring out like a, a palette? Here's some know. of my other clients. I can change my handwriting. They do. They give you anytime a, a I choice. Then um, every one of their clients is going to be the same. But no, it's elegant, subtle, dramatic, sharp, classic, artistic. Brady, if I told Curvy. you right now to write your name in every one of those descriptions, you could do it. Well. Do an, I mean, take your time and go, here's Brady. That's the thing, yeah. Here's Brady yeah, elegantly writing his name, and then you just practice it. If you wanted to change your signature, right. you don't need to pay someone to do that. You're already, you're already, it's like being a drug addict. I want to fix this. That's the first step. Then you do the work. Yeah. But I don't know how ours look in other people. Yes, you do. You know how R looks to you. Yeah, you always what know how it looks. What do you want? You to sign it until you're happy. Idiot. Researchers found the exhaust from cars and big trucks on the road could be breaking your brain, at least temporarily. No. They had uh, 25 healthy adults breathe in diesel fumes <laughs> and then scan their brains. Ow. Time out. How <laughs> poor are you? That you've decided this is a good idea to make $100. All of the people volunteered yeah, to do it. Of course they did. Reach for out a to fee. Bogan and Bogan Research. <laughs> we need people to suck in some of these toxic fumes to find out what they do. Go get me some poor folk. MRI results showed lower functional connectivity in the brains, yeah. in their brains most of the time, meaning they couldn't think clearly. 
when you're sucking different down parts of the field? brain weren't communicating well. That makes sense. So they're trans- the reason. Basically, yeah. you're saying if you're in traffic for a long period of time, two hours, breathing that stuff in, you're dumb. Well, you're not sitting okay. behind the muffler. Temporarily. Right. You have to be sitting in some There's filthy traffic. And, yeah, I was going to say, your car's you know, got filters. You're not just sitting behind the exhaust just going, five and five and 11. <laughs> oh, you got stupid for a second. Maybe we can get away with not paying them. I talked to Paul all the time when he first came, like three months into the COVID thing. We're, we're a trial running on the drugs. I'm like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> he did, he did the, all the tests. He's we're, fine. But, we're got loose. Yeah. An extra few hundred bucks. If they made you sit behind a semi truck and suck down the muffler, would you do it? Sure. You, you're dead broke. <laughs> that's that's worse than stealing copper. Have some pride and dig a hole and pull some copper out of the ground. Um, the Baymont Inn and Suites in Des Moines, Iowa, has been given uh, the license back. They can operate again. They closed down a little bit. 14 violations, uh, including one of the rooms where they are inspecting, um, had a uh, sex toy in the microwave, Ew. a soiled shirt in the ice bucket. What does soiled mean? Mm, not a fan of that word. Rooster <laughs> no. tail. <laughs> yep. Okay, it could be anything. I mean, anything could be soiled. Trash behind the bed, under the bed. <laughs> why would you? Why is that your first thought of a shirt? Have you that's soiled. Yeah, it's oh, it's soiled. But I've got more questions than not about Brett's first reaction. How do you soil a T-shirt? Well, clearly, You've seen it straight up the cracker. I mean, that's Man the way Goop. you soil them. You've seen Goop some has, of my friends. Thank Man you. Goop has to have done that. Sorry, I've Man told Goop. this story before, but the great Chris Gilbert, who was Ralphie May in training. Did you know Chris Gilbert? No, uh-uh. he was the remember. Remember back in the day when we were in school, there was only one fat kid. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now they're all fat. But this was back when uh, every every school only had one massive kid. He was our massive kid, and all through uh, junior high and high school, Chris just got bigger and bigger and bigger. He was Ralphie May. Probably about 400 pounds by the time we got to Mace Community College. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess it was it was a night class, if I remember right. Uh, Chris Gilbert. I was sitting next to Mark Olson. Me and Mark Olson went to school together and Chris Gilbert's there. Chris Gilbert sits down behind us in a 7 to 10 p.m. class at Mace Community College. Go Thunderbirds. And he says, uh, Anytime you guys want me to fart, I can do it. And Mark and I start laughing. Like, All right. And then he goes, uh, do it. Like about 20 minutes into class. Hey, Gilbert, do it. And you just see this big fat body. <laughs> and you hear. <laughs> 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 and then Chris, because the desks were all one piece, and he right. barely f- stood up with the desk attached to his stomach. <laughs> Walks away. Olsen and I are done. It's over. <laughs> we're going to laugh the entire class. Yes, this is how prideless he was. He leaves. Like, what happened? And, and Olsen's like, I'm positive he himself. I'm positive <laughs> all over himself. We're dying. Gilbert comes walking in about an hour and a half into class in new clothes. Sits down. He goes, a rooster tail on my back. I <laughs> my pants. Oh, my God. We just stopped laughing. It's never going to end. Did he bring the desk back with him or what? No, they <laughs> everything. He took the desk off in the hallway. Evidently, okay, but he walked out. Yeah. yeah. Evidently, the desk just moved. Nobody said anything, and Olsen and I are dying, but you... Uh, <laughs> like squishy sponges. 
Just and evidently, I didn't see it, but Chris did. Rooster tailed up, or uh, Mark evidently did. Rooster tailed up his back, <laughs> and <laughs> just a shot like he was riding a bike in the mud. Oh. Well, rooster, can I borrow your notes? I rooster tailed all the way up my back and <laughs> my pants. <laughs> you prideless mountain of pig! I can't believe you would show your face again. You're back in an hour. That's all it took for you to get over that public humiliation. Went to the uh, car wash, put in a dollar. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Barnum and Baylor outside with hoses and buckets. They took care of him. We know what to do. Scrub. He had new clothes. Sat right back down. Didn't want to miss. And, and nobody. Teacher, nothing. Said a word. Haven't lived until a fat guy says, Hey, guys, anytime you need a fart, I'm your man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind. Thanks, Chris. But Olson's, hey, Gilbert. Do it. And I mean, it was eight seconds later. <laughs> firing up the back of the chair. They're going to go home for a minute. Like a jet boat taking off. <laughs> that poor guy. I just think of that. The walk down the hall to whatever giant car he drove. All the way home. Oh, the car, <laughs> Get rid of all the stuff. Oh, the car. And the... Just the filth he had to sit in. You know he's got reserved towels in the trunk <laughs> for when it's happened On before. sticks, because yeah. he can't reach <laughs> back there. Got broomsticks with towels taped to the end of them. Just in case. I like to tell people like that. <laughs> Anytime. Ask me, I'll do it. What a skill. What a skill you've developed. Now just do the algebra problems and no more of your tricks. Came back for his five bucks. Told you yeah. I could do he it. He didn't ask for money, which is something you think he, he never, it was just a, it was a gentleman's honor to have him do that. It was no cash exchange. He's got to be dead of a heart attack. That dude was huge. Yesterday I was at the Tactical Black and Jay Ackerman said, I think my favorite new voice you do, and it isn't new, was the old lady letter writer we were doing yesterday. Dear whoever. And he's like, oh, that voice. And because I lived with it, I used to wait on those people. Everybody that came to Tony Roma sounded like, I will have the onion loaf. The loaf of, I know what it is. It's the brick of onion. I know what it is. I work here. Like a half or a Half or a full loaf. I want the brick. Okay. And water. There's two goddamn sizes, you old bat. And Osborne would say, be nice to that one. She's a letter writer. Sure enough, 14 days later, Holmberg, come here. Hit me with an envelope. <laughs> this one's yours, buddy. I warned you. She comes Dear in with the, sir. The free appetizer card and, a, and, then and the, a water. The gift certs come in. I had a coupon and an entertainment card, and you said you didn't accept either. Well, that's because your coupon was from Chili's, <laughs> and your entertainment card had expired. It's good for a year. Therein lies the issue. Yes. <laughs> That's an issue. I think you've been in the hot, hot sun too long. You don't know the difference between Tilly's and the word Tony. Here's four gift cards for next time you're here. Please present them to your server up front so we know which food to spit on. I wish somebody could find him. Me too. Please. I'm begging you. Find, find the late, great Bill Osborne, my old manager. I want to see what he aged into. I want to see if he's still got crazy Gene Wilder hair. If he's if he's got the dementia like Jack Nicholson. I knocked on his door once to get a... He had the money from the night before I had to go take it to the bank. Not at the haystacks. Knocked on the door. Simple. One of those. Little glass partition next to the door. Gene Wilder's face pops out. 
Anybody bangs on my door at this time of day usually gets met with a hot flash off of a cool muzzle. <laughs> like, what? I wouldn't even say hello. You'd just be greeted with a... The last thing you'd see is that fiery blast coming out of that black cylinder. What do you want? I'm like, you called me! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the money. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> he threatened to kill me for knocking on his door. Find him, please, for God's sake. Dear sir, murdering people is never funny. Uh, it's time for Brady to report. Brady report. Good Tuesday morning to Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Public Sleeping Day. Public Sleeping Day. Take a nap on the sidewalk. National today. Being Homeless. <laughs> That's not a day I'm going to celebrate. Public sleeping sleeping day. outside day is it? No. So a homeless got online at the library. Let and me tell you this. Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> to people who have jobs and like uh, sanity, that's called camping. <laughs> to nationally sleep outside day is called homelessness. It's not a goal. There's nothing to celebrate there. A <laughs> couple of basic fun facts. I'm going to go down to the zone and say, hey, it's your big day, guys. Nice job. Congrats. All 1,400 you have sleeping outside because you're following the calendar. Good work. We wanted to kind of live the dream, so we sleep outside now. Women make up 82% of all hosts in American restaurants, according right. to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Do you, do you find it to be odd when you go to a restaurant and a man is at the front? And Hi, welcome. Any, any seat you? Does it feel less normal? Not that you're ever going to go, this is crazy, but like, it, like when a woman, like when there's a girl hostess for some reason, that seems... Yeah, when there's a gaggle of them, it seems, seems more normal. right. When there's a guy there, it's like, what's yeah. he up to? You think he's up to no good? Like, he's trying to bang the hostesses. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Alex works at a sushi restaurant now, and he first told me, he goes, well, I think I'm going to be a host. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> right. Why would, don't Why do don't you go get where the money is? How many, bro? It sounds lazy. Yeah, don't do that. And he's not. He's a busboy. Bruh. I'm in your party, bruh. Bro, you done eating that? Bruh, you going to finish that? It's funny. I get stories that remind me of, like, days at Tony Roma's and everything. He goes, oh. These old people just pull on my arm when I walk by their table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to want to punch old people. Every day of my life, I wanted to punch an old person. He says, Bye. got a handful of plates, and oh. they pull on my arm. Bye. Nothing worse than that Charleston index yep. finger shaking like, I don't know you're there. Sit down. Shut up. I'll be there in a second. There's an app called Tier Maker, T-I-E-R, where you rank things from best to worst, usually by giving them letter grades. And they've just released the current overall results of one of uh, fast food joints. Okay. They looked at 2,100 fast food rankings that have been submitted, and here are the average scores. The top places were given an A grade. Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Popeye's, Taco Bell, and Domino's. Beer, uh, B tier, <laughs> uh, Subway, Chipotle, KFC, Dairy Queen, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, C. <laughs> You're not going to go through the Panera, alphabet, are you? D, we'll get to the, the, the Waffle House, Shake Shack, Jack in the Box, White Castle, and F. What's up? Shake Shack. Yeah. People complain about Shake Shack because it's pricey, but to me, it keeps the riffraff away. I like Shake Shack. <laughs> keeps the riffraff away? You, you, you charge a little extra, <laughs> so the people who, anybody who goes, that's too expensive, good, leave. 
Nobody wants to hear you complaining when the prices are right there in front of you. If it's going to oh, cost, yeah. you know, I hate that when people review a restaurant and go, it costs too much. The prices are on the menu. You knew that before you ordered. Yeah, and, you know, again, these are people that are giving it the grades. Right. It could Shake be price shake. could be the, the thing that drives it down, but it wouldn't be, you know, I can't say that for the Waffle House, Jack of the Box. No, I mean, well, there's obvious quality the issues, too. Here, A&W. Borrows. Are there any around anymore? Del yeah. Taco, Long John Silvers. Hmm. They got effed, huh? Quiznos. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them are because of price, but yeah. Shake Shack takes that hit because they're like, it's they too much for a burger. All right, you knew you were getting a burger. The price is right there on the menu. What were you surprised about? Even a burger at McDonald's isn't cheap anymore. No. I mean, it's, you know. I like Shake Shack. I like any restaurant where the Yelp reviews are all like three stars, but the biggest complaint is money. Because I know there, there won't be any poor complainers inside. And that's worth it to me to pay a little extra. A new study used social media to determine the most popular cuisines in the world. Korean came out as I almost one. said it the way that the Scottish say it. Wait, did you say most popular? <laughs> yep. Followed by Italian. Korean is not the most popular food in the world. Yeah, negative. But the way that Scottish say it, I think, encompasses everything. Well, that's that? Chinese food. That's right. not Korean. Uh, you think Korean? Oh, you yes. We know the difference. Trust me. We know the difference. <laughs> Aye. You don't have chinky food coming to your house <laughs> and confuse all your guests and have Korean barbecue. That's dog meat. Oh, we're having dog tonight. That's Korean food. It's Korean, Italian, Mexican, Japanese, Indian, Chinese, Thai. I can't believe that. I mean... It's not true. They interviewed, like, all of China. Koreans probably have an influence on that. But, I mean, that's so close to Chinese food, they have to be like... How do you... Sorry, how do you parse it out? They looked at engagement on social media platforms, such as TikTok, Instagram, and Reddit. People taking pictures of Korean food. I, I can't even tell you, and I know you will, where a Korean restaurant is in the city. For the most popular food in the world, you'd think they would be on every corner. Nope. I can name two Vietnamese restaurants and a, and a right. whole bunch of Thai. Chinese, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've driven by strip malls that say Korean barbecue. They don't even have a name for it. Where's that at? I don't, I don't even know where one of those is. I don't even know. I just remember seeing it. You can get some Korean on 40th Street in uh, Indian School. Cup Bop. 40th Street in Indian School. Literally yeah. almost lived right on that intersection, and I don't know about it. Uh, it's in the same, I, I'm pretty sure it's 40th Street. Um, is that where uh, Doe Bird is? Uh-uh, that's 44th. 44th. Is it yeah. 44th? Okay, yeah. yeah, it's 44th then. Always get those two. Or maybe it isn't 44th, maybe it is 40th. Either way. Yeah. Duck Bop? Cup Bop. Oh. Same thing. Fast. You <laughs> have a problem. You can also get a really good. <laughs> Bulgogi. I don't know what that is. And again, we're talking about what you just said is the most popular food in the world. We've named one restaurant nobody's been to. Nailed it. Cup bop. Korean of barbecue. Of course he nailed it. There's no, Indian school. Why would you question it? I just said it. Double check. If there's anything Rain Man knows, it's that. Yeah, that's the only time Brady doesn't need to be. Like, I don't think he got that right. Of course he did. Cup bop. 25 miles from his door. He knows the Korean restaurant of choice. Yeah, where's it in Gilbert? There's a couple different Korean barbecues at Gilbert. You just you're you're like a Waymo or one of those 
those cars I see that just takes pictures of streets, driving around looking for restaurants. <laughs> you're, the, you're the Google Street yeah, View. Yeah, you're, you're Google Street View of restaurants. There's one. You'll be excited about this. All you right. can get Wendy's chili in a can now. Stop. Going to be in the grocery stores. Great. That's where I always put Wendy's chili, right in the can. It shoots through you. <laughs> California. Here's Cutbot Brady for your uh... franchise. That's, that's not like authentic. That's pretty new. That's not authentic. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty new. <laughs> but you asked me where you came How did you find out one? about Cutbot? You don't live anywhere near Oh, is that what you thought? The closest one? A friend of mine owns that that's corner. That's what it is. <laughs> little I made friends with a guy who runs the dump. <laughs> Doesn't own Cutbot. He owns the... Real estate. Still, real estate on the whole yeah, thing. Still he gets he rents benefit. it out to Cut Bob. Yeah. And I have and been there each and every restaurant. Hey, uh, just to let you know, my boy Jeff owns this place, so you can probably want to give me a freebie. Probably. <laughs> probably not going to charge me, because then I'll tell Jeff. Well, we don't charge you, sir. We know Jeff's very, very strong friendship. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bond. You don't want the uh, business end of Jeff uh, coming in here, so (laughs) probably the best idea is just to give me some free cup up. Jeff's good people. What did you say the food was? I don't. I have no idea what Korean food is. None. Looks like Asian food. I'm sorry. It's noodles. I know that. Yeah, you can put on noodles or rice, but there's different flavors. What was the the word you said? Bulgogi is a kind of a marinade, and it's like a Korean, like barbecue sauce. I, I, I don't. Want to sound bigoted, but I think I can get that kind of bowl <laughs> anyway. at any different types of yeah, like teriyaki bowl, yeah. and teriyaki, teriyaki bowl. chicken. Yeah, yeah it's just different yeah. flavors. Okay, of the teriyaki? Korean flavors. Oh, yeah, it doesn't look any different for the world's most popular food. It sure is an unknown. I have to tell you the reason I hate poor complainers about prices is because of Tony Romas when we did our two for one uh, half rack of baby back ribs for seven ninety nine. Yeah, seven ninety nine. You'd get two plates of dinner, <laughs> and these old people still manage to bitch about it. And every time I saw a coupon, I'm like, "You're everything I never want to be." Somebody that comes in with eight dollars and expects to feed two people, they get waters, and the. I have the two. If we have a coupon, of course you do, you loser. And I'd pick it up off the table, and I hated them from the second I saw them, and they had the nerve. At the end Works of sometimes... Like nobody for your dollar. Exactly. Tip. Sometimes complain. There's not enough barbecue sauce in the tin. You're spending $4 a person. And you want more. I hope you die. I'll give you more. hope you die. How do you live with your Your next haircut hurts. Shit, some Bill Osborne over yeah. there. Oh, several times we did. <laughs> I understand there was a complaint... That for $8, you weren't satisfied with the volume. <laughs> the tins are too low in the barbecue. Is that right? For your six ribs, you want to slather that on like some sort of a Vesuvius style. <laughs> I just think that if you're... You paid $8. Good day, ma'am. Good day. <laughs> Take your coupon and walk out. Tell you what, I got your bill. I have $10 in my pocket, and that's a better tip than you were going to leave. So for 10 bucks, I just bought two people dinner and got this off my desk. Good day, man. I want to talk. Good day. You did. 
It was good. Yeah, he did that one several times. <laughs> I want to talk to somebody. You are talking to somebody. <laughs> Please. Oh, coupon people. morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. That leads us to this email, John. I know you stand by abortion, and I do too. But something goes unsaid, and that's a man's abortion rights. Oh, here we go, lady. Seatbelt on. Calm down. I feel that if a man doesn't want a child that they conceived, a baby, whether, and he spelled weather like the rain and snow rather than the right way, whether it be a broken condom or free stuff or whatever, he should be able to go to court and request an abortion because we live in a world now where if a man wants one and a woman doesn't, he signs over rights. He still has to pay for the child. I need your thoughts. Signed, Christian Muzzy. Now, first off, the minute I read your name, I giggle hysterically and don't care about your letter. The body of your letter doesn't matter the second I hear that you're not allowed in England. Because if you say the word muzzy in England, you go to jail. It's a terrible slur. It's like having the N-word for the last name. You have to change your last name if you ever left the States. Christian muzzy makes everybody so uncomfortable. Packy and muzzy make them nuts. It sounded like he converted. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he's just a real funny Muslim. The Muzzy. Anyway, Mr. Muzzy, uh, you'll be surprised to hear that my stance on abortion remains the same. However, you know the rules. You can't complain after the fact. It's a woman's call, right? It's a lady's call. Yes. So whether you want it or not, it's still her call. That doesn't mean that, uh, that that's the way it isn't. So that's the way society set it up. So you have to live with those rules. Just because you want it to be a certain way uh, doesn't mean that it's going to be. So you uh, accept, radically accept this situation and say, I don't want to get somebody pregnant. I need to be more careful because I don't have a say. I disagree with not having a say, but I don't have one. So you have to accept that. You can't. I don't think you should ever go to court and force a woman to have an abortion either, but still. I think you should go to Dr. Lynn right away. Right. If you're worried about pregnancy, there's a solution. Dr. Lynn. Broken condom. Whatever you're doing with that pre-stuff you were talking about. Yeah. Getting someone pregnant is now the ball is out of your court. You've lost control of the situation, and that's your fault. So, Mr. Muzzy, who anything you email, Mr. Muzzy, I will answer because I always help the Muzzies. You know, Brady, I've been a fan of that Muzzy group for yes. a long time. This family of Muzzies that bugs me all the time. Christian Muzzy. What a name. <laughs> it's a slur. But, yeah, you can't do that. It's uh, the, the comparison of, of saying. Uh, and what about the other way? Well, I demand her to have it. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to. Here's the thing. You have to know what you're dealing with before you jab it. Yeah. It's one of the, the key questions on a date or on a night out drinking. Like, what are your what's your stance on abortion? Before you do anything, like, hold on. Before we get into this, I need to know how you feel about abortion. And women, you need to do the same. Because if you got some lunatic 
screaming that he, he's going to take you to court and demand you have one, or vice versa. You're going to have a nightmare in here. So you got to be on the same page there before that. I know that kills a lot of uh, spontaneity between the good Catholic and the uh, whore. But the good Catholic isn't a good Catholic. If that's where he draws the line. Yeah, I hosed her. Yeah, I, I filled her up with a cream pie. But the Lord says abortion is wrong. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That ain't working for anybody, Christian Muzzy. I think God is is telling me something we have to have. He would frown on this abortion. Well, he would have frowned on you turning her over in the shower and trying to put it in her butt, too, but it didn't seem to slow you down that day. But I think the Catholics... That's been lifted for a while, right? Abortion? Because, well, was, no, they no, were saying uh, birth control, even using it. Well, I think they... Well, they, were, they were... It's frowned on. I don't think they're really like... They're they're not they were saying don't both. use uh, prophylactics. They're not handling that. But I think they've changed that. Nah, I don't think they're changing it so much as they just don't talk about it like they used to. I'm pretty sure the every sperm is sacred thing still lives on. Like it's all for procreation and Abstinence. Love. Yeah, abstinence is their thing. If you're going to do it, be smart. But don't. That's their rule. They're not going to start going, here's some condoms. They're not. That's what they've been pitching about for hundreds of years. They're not giving it. But yeah, that's the way it is. It just is. You may not like it. It just is. And if you've got a chick that wants to have babies like crazy, run. Run. If you don't want babies. Because when she gets pregnant, she's keeping it. And then you're on the hook. And you should be. And if she... And if you feel like I'm going to go to court and demand an abortion, you're Mangala, man. That's not right. That's horrible. You impregnate her, you be a man, and you take that next step. And But also, keep your fingers crossed that she's on your team and she's going to get herself a graham cracker and some Sprite and everything will be okay in a couple of weeks. It sounds like Christian Muzzy's going through a thing. He's got a girl on his hands that's not complying with what he thought. I thought you were cool. And again, if you're a girl who gets knocked up because your religious beliefs say you can't get an abortion, mm, you skipped the first part. God didn't like you taking all that seed to begin with. Now you're going to start kneeling at the altar? I don't think that's Horrible choice to make. What, the abortion? Oh, it's terrible. But still, let's not bring God into it. Once Once you opened your legs and took all that seed... And then suddenly you're, you know, Mother Teresa. Well, then we're going to get married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to do the right thing. Like what? We should have. Well, it's too late to do that. Always know when you're naked with somebody how they feel about abortion. I do it in men's locker rooms. It's all right, guys, before I drop my trousers, how do we all feel about abortion? Because this could get hairy in here. All right, that's enough. What? And it's funny what he's saying in the initial letter. Uh, Who? Christian Muzzy. All right. I don't want to pay for something I created. <laughs> well, I don't care about that so much. He just wants he wants control of a situation he doesn't have control of. You're part of that game. He didn't, he's basically being like you. I'm not paying for this. That's basically, he just, it isn't even about what he created. You know how much that's going to cost? Yeah, she could hit him up for, you know, you know, back pay on dinner and he'd throw the same fit. Christian Muzzy sounds a little bit like his middle name should be uh, Jew. Christian Jew Muzzy. That's the best name I've ever heard in my life. I'm Christian Jew Muzzy. (laughs) You're all over the road, man. Anyway, so thanks for the email. I'm I'm hopeful I helped. 
certain instances where you have to sit back. Well, it isn't fair. That isn't how it should be. Well, that's how it is. So it's the same thing as, you know, drugs. I always just say that to potheads. People getting arrested for weed and it's stupid. I'm like, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. doesn't really matter. That's what it is. So if you've got a pound of weed in your car and you get arrested, your screams of this shouldn't be illegal don't matter. It is. And you knew that. Well, this guy said it Trainer. should be like. This guy says it should right. be like Chappelle says. If a woman wants to keep it, we should have the option not to pay for it. My money, my choice. <laughs> right. I agree with that. It makes you a dick, but <laughs> we're dicks. Yeah, Brittany Griner. Oh, this is terrible. I can't believe these strict drug laws in Russia. They're they're great. Well, they are what they are. You knew that going in, right? Yes, we knew it, but it shouldn't be. Well. Also shouldn't have been that you had vape pens full of weed in Russia, knowing that's how they punish you. You're right. It's strict. It's overboard. It's nuts. It's silly. But it is what it is. And when you break that rule, you know, they have laws in Saudi Arabia and stuff about what you can cover and what you can do if you're a lady. And if you go ahead and break those laws, you pay the price. Currently, getting a woman pregnant isn't a law, but it is kind of in their court. And you're not taking them. You're not going to get a lawyer to take your side to go. I'm to demand an abortion. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Good luck to you, Christian Muzzy. I'm proud of you for even asking. I'm proud of you for wandering around the earth with that name. It's great. There's nothing more important than knowing a credit score, but right up there is knowing how they feel about abortion and better align with you. Especially if she's a skank and you're a pig, because you're probably going to do something dumb. Your uh, philosophy on dating. Yeah. Credit and scores. And what we've been saying about the credit score for years. Years. It's uh, starting to kick in. I, I don't know what's going on. It seems there was like. A, uh, the dating.com did a survey, and now, I mean, it's really changed. For the good. I used to get uh, yelled at for this, too. All my old logic is now coming to. It's all happening. 45% of the respondents in their survey reported that they plan to ask about personal finances on the first date. Goddamn right. No. Yes. No. First not, date. No. Why? I'm trying to get in there. I don't care. I'm not. You don't want to knock up <laughs> if some I'm looking for some relationship. No now, way. I'm not going to, obviously. Okay, Christian Muzzy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, Dr. Muzzy. Lynn has when, got me taken care of. When 450 uses her burner phone to call <laughs> you to say you owe her money, she's not letting I'm you pregnant. off the hook forever. And now you got 18 years of... You know who's no. wife calling going, can I borrow five bucks? Nah, she's so dumb she ain't going to know my real name. What difference does it make? What are you talking about? There you I'm not go. taking her to All my right. house. Right. Are you kidding me? I got rules. I'm going to that one-bedroom right. apartment on 43rd right. and Indian Caveat school. then. He's right. If you're not going to ask about uh, right. credit score, no phone number, no right. address, no real name. Now, if you're looking for a relationship, right. I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah. Right. That's what this is about. Okay, all right. Brett. Brett's immediate fooler and, and tag it. fooler yeah. and, and, and drop her off on a street corner. Sure, I suppose in Brett's That's why world. I like the homeless. I never give him my real name, my phone number. at the bar. Hey, look. You ready for this No. One? 50% said they would end their relationship after finding out their partner's 401k contributions are unsatisfactory. Their contributions or their total their end Their contributions. Result? See, now there's where you got. That's you, a little. You start messing around with people like, how much yeah. do you have? Now you start looking like you want a piece of it because once you, I'll tell you this: once you, because I've I've had I've had nothing and I've had something, and something starts to be. You start getting it's just natural to start getting skeptical that somebody's after your stuff. Here's the all new people in your life want something. I get a call from a friend from 15 years ago, just the other day, and my first thought was, "What do you want?" 
I was happy to hear from him, but there was something in the end of this that was like, you're going to ask me for money. And he did. Like, you can almost sense it. Like, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Is everything going good? Yeah, I've noticed you're doing great. And I've been doing all this. I'm starting this new thing. I just wanted to know. I'm like, no. No, thank you. You're 53 years old, and you're starting a new project. Uh, You've never been successful. Maybe you'll hit one out of the yard here at 53, but the die is cast, in my opinion. You're not getting any money from it. And it was weird. So, And that's me. That's me being real. Because back in the... When you when you're broke, that makes sense. Like you'd say, "Oh, this guy's got to get rich. He can turn two thousand into twenty thousand in a month." There's a bunch of those guys, and they those people usually tend to be those people forever. Very rarely oh, yeah. does the dude that says, "I can take your eight hundred bucks, and make it eight thousand in three weeks. Give me a chance." You'll run into them fifteen years later, and that's just growth and life experience. Another, another, and they're still doing that crap. Another opportunity happens again. Yeah, fifteen years later, like dude, if you give me, I got a mushroom farm. And this is going to take over, like these hallucinogenics. So you give me 500 bucks, I'll turn it into 50000 I'm like, you told me the same thing in 1994. 45% said they'd feel comfortable asking about credit scores Absolutely. with a new partner within the first three months of dating. Three months? Uh, it, look, if you're like Brett and you're at a bar at 1.30, there's no reason to even get to know each other. I'm right. with you on that. Yes. But if you ask a girl, hey, you want to go grab something to eat and have a night out, you're asking for credit score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna, if I see I hopes wanna, of it maybe going beyond I want to see that, what's going yes. on. How, what, what's, how much debt are you in and what's your credit score? These are people looking for relationships again. Right. This one, 47% reported they would like to align on financial goals with a new partner before the relationship becomes serious. Meaning that we have the, we have the same exact ideas? I think so. Not, that, we're not joining money. No. Right. But you're like, what? what? A, how do you know? How would you like to live your life? What kind of lifestyle do you yeah. want to live? No, I think that's reasonable. That's good because yeah. you're both uh, driven or you're both not. Yeah. And that's still a lot. Right. Two people have to have the same understanding that I may be the ambitious one and this person isn't. And I'm okay with that because she's got great cans. Or right. I would like to be here in five years. Um, um, well, I still want to be in a band. And, <laughs> right. Uh, and that's women have not to understand. Aligning. Women don't like that. A man will take a woman that goes, I just want to be a teacher. It's my passion. I don't really care about having it. And I'm like, I'm a money guy. But you know what? That makes sense to me. We'll go together. A woman says, I want money, and looks at a guy that says, oh, would I want to be an art teacher in an elementary school? She's leaving. I would, I would venture to guess that most women now, today, won't give you much of a second chance if you don't have a key fob that opens your car door. <laughs> That's actually a... Never thought of it that. I, I would assume if they see you fumbling around trying to get the car open with keys, you ain't. You're gone. There's no way. Like if you don't have buttons or like an, your phone doesn't control that. If you have a flip phone, she ain't sticking around. You're in real trouble if on your first date you have to put the crank in in front of the car. To start it. <laughs> well, then you're a then you're a, you got a museum piece. You might have millions. <laughs> but if it's a you know if it's an '88 Astra. And you still have to crank it with a towel and like, all right, if I just pull this fast and start it like a lawnmower. I would venture to guess that most women see you with a flip phone. And most guys, too. If you see a girl with a car that unlocks with keys or she's got a flip phone, she's a 420 score. Not a 420 fun score either. Not like a weedy. Like her credit score and her favorite number is 420. You got yourself an unambitious pothead that's happy driving around in that. Yugo or whatever she's, she's got a Suzuki Samurai 
She's like, everything I don't care. It's fine. Something. She's just waiting for somebody to. She's got the Prince Charming thing. You're just going to pay for everything someday. Still has her class of 95 thing hanging off the rear. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Class of 95. That's sad. <laughs> if you're still celebrating your high school graduation 30 years later. Yeah, go hang yourself. Things were better then. The Suzuki was new. I felt good. Three marriages ago. 400 credit points. Oh, boy. Yeah, find out their credit score. That's been a theory of mine from jump. Always know that men and women know that you got somebody that's paying, at the very least, paying their bills. It shows that they've had responsibility. That's it. Because I guarantee you, somebody with a five to 600 credit score might seem like they've got it turned around. But the second you let your guard down, Something's coming up. You know, I haven't paid taxes for seven years. Oh, Christ. That's coming. You got the taxes. You got some sort of a bill that it comes due later. You owe somebody on the side a bunch of money that doesn't count towards a credit score. Anybody in the 500s right off the bat, there's, there's something coming around the corner later. And what if she's still making payments on her cans? But she's still got a terrible credit score. No, but a good credit score. Him, oh, good got credit him 10 score. Years oh, ago. Sure. She can have debt. <laughs> oh yeah, if they're ten years old oh, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. still throwing eleven bucks a month down. Right, she's yeah. ready for the lift already. Right, yeah. <laughs> these, these have to be replaced, and you still haven't paid for the first ones. That's like a girl who's got an eight-year lease on a car. At least it. Oh God, how much? Three eighty-five a month. That's not terrible. How long? Maybe ten Four years. Months. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Sign Manny Machado to 10 years, let alone a car. Yeah, if she's paying for her own boobs, but her credit score is good, mm-hmm. well, that's great. Okay. All right. She's allowed debt. All right. So that's where I was kind of Yeah, that, she's yeah. allowed debt. It can't be astronomical. It can't be more than she makes. If that's the first question. the minimum yeah. on the debt. Right. If the first like, question is because, like well. Two years. But even still, if you've got, you know, good credit, it means that you've got room in your like you're not maxed out because once you hit that max, then your credit score starts to drop too. It's like all you do is pay minimums, and your debt is humongous, and what you're bringing in ain't working. So then you're she's not going to have a good credit score. She's a minimum payer, or he, if he's still paying for his hair plugs, you know, and he's a five eighty. You got no. This guy's no good. Now keep an eye on flip phones, key fobs. That's a big one. I never thought about the fob thing. That's good. If you've met a girl right now and she's like, hang on a second. And she's drilling this thing into the side of her car. Like, what are you doing? Why are you poking holes in your car? Gotta get in. Oh, God. What year is this thing? 97, Taurus. Christ, run! (laughs) It's not even one of the good Tauruses. It's not the fast one. And it's not well taken (laughs) care of. Anyway. Life lessons. I've been teaching that one for a long time, but Dave Ramsey can suck it. I've been doing that one for 20 years on this show. Get your credit score. But he, his deal is bailing those people out. Right. My deal is ignoring them forever. <laughs> don't don't get in that situation. Right. My deal is, well, you're in it now. That's not yeah. my problem. Bye now. Because all you're yeah. going to do is ask me for money. You're a, you're a friend that uh, goes for loans. Oh, I've had real good friends that make movies and ask for money. And I'm like, you're... 48 years old and you're I'm going to make this movie I'm like not on my dime you're not you know and I'm I'm rooting for you I hope it goes great but I'm not going to be the idiot that jumps in on this and because basically it's a passion project you're not sure. getting anything out of it I'm not supporting your passion that's your job you figure that out. I'm not financing your dream I 
better have some ROI on that. Kind of guaranteed for a friend's investment. I've done business deals that have gone south. Pandemic kicked my ass. I had two businesses I got involved in, and both of them went, you know, they're still around, but they went in the crapper. We had a jump and then a die. And that happens. But it didn't break me. And also, I didn't ask for anybody else's money to do it. That's dangerous. You had your restaurant. You asked, you know, you had people buying shares under the understanding, hey, this isn't a this isn't a comeback. This is an investment. Investments happen. Loans are different. Yeah, people asking for money are. Oof, that's a tough one. I've had Toledo do it, begging me. Good thing I didn't either. Just that lady. And my one complaint. He asked me. He said, you know, my my wife and I at the time, and he asked me for that. And I'm like, what happens if you guys split up? Well, that's not going to happen. Like four months later, they were divorced. <laughs> yeah, was, she'd owed me a ton of money. I had never gotten that back. And I'd have been looking at him going, you deadbeat. And I, I wanted to kick him in the face. He understood. It was the right thing to do. It was a fun day, though, having Toledo beg me for cash. He's like, Tough. I don't want to do, do this. Eh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Easy for me to go. Okay. No. <laughs> You're not going to bail me out? I can't. Because it wouldn't have been him. He was fine. It was his child and his family. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. That's your problem. <laughs> you should go to court with Christian Muzzy and yeah, try, to get Muzzy. Thing, try to get this thing eradicated. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself? He's evil? Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not, he's not evil. He's just a bit rude. 98 morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself? He's evil! Sitting right here, come on! No, no, he's not, he's not evil, he's just a bit rude. Uh, I got an email from this girl, and she's emailed us a couple of times. I believe she was one that said she never got Sprite and graham crackers in her trips. But she, t- she uh, yeah, No, she says, uh, you're talking about OnlyFans. I do a little bit of OnlyFans. Sometimes it's not even uh, them wanting to see stuff. They pay me to watch them do weird stuff. One guy pays me to watch a video of him peeing in his own mouth. I could do that. You want to pay me to watch you do that? Easy peasy. What am I waiting for with OnlyFans? Uh, He wants me to call him bitch boy and just degrade him while he does it. On a Zoom call? You know how many times I want to say bitch boy on Zoom calls anyway? This is I don't have to touch myself and I just watch you drink your own pee. Yeah, and it make fun of you, and then you. I'm built for you this. Cut me a check. Ping, 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 ping. This is this is you what I, I I am you completely are. and utterly built to degrade a guy peeing in his mouth for me. I am, I am. This is what this is what I was put on the planet to do. All right, freaks. I'll watch you piss in your own mouths and say a few choice words. More I don't know if it's HBO or one of them that had that same situation, but it was a girl and she had clients. That she basically are ripping on, yeah. doing that same oh, yeah. thing, and she was talking about her business. But she's in the room, like she's a dominatrix, yeah, that's stomping Dom on him and whipping stuff. him. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, I thought yeah. that I thought she also had an online part. Where maybe just, I don't know. You're the one who saw it. Yeah, I, it's maybe she's just yelling at people online. But this one's better. Like more than a few of our uh, former milf contestants are uh, oh, on positive. the OnlyFans. Oh yeah. no, you don't have to be positive. I'll show you. Yeah, no, I'm positive of it, and you can show me, but I probably won't be that interested. <laughs> But they're, put, it's, you know, bringing in a couple of bucks here and there. Absolutely. I could watch a dude pee in his mouth and make fun of him for a few bucks. 
It's, it would be great. We should have a segment on the show. Show us your weird thing. We'll make fun of it. Pay us. Invest we'll promote wisely. your page. Feels like a, a short shelf life. Yeah, yeah. Just you got to be smart with your money. Or just keep your regular job and do it on the side until it dries up. That kid pulling in 40K, invest wisely. Oh, it's not going to last forever. Sure, sure. But 40K a month for a little while is a pretty nice run. And hopefully you have enough uh, brain power to sit and go, I need to adapt. Times are changing. Listen to this. Holmberg Burke Kreischer is a multimillionaire for doing nothing more than taking his shirt off. I pitched the idea to my wife to start doing OnlyFans bikini videos. I showed her how much uh, Catch Me Outside Girl is making. And she even said, I'm hotter than her. I totally agreed. And I said, let's make some money. Get those clothes off. Uh, nope. I might start an OnlyFans page for myself, though. I'm a mechanic. Uh, maybe I do naked mechanic stuff on OnlyFans. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I lay my pee-pee across a hot exhaust pipe. Might be worth 50 grand. Wrench goes oh. somewhere it's not supposed to. And here's what everybody's feeling. He says, I'm so sick of killing myself for the little money I make. OnlyFans is a golden ticket. And that little sentence right there, Ryan, is how everybody is like, man, I bust my ass. Everybody's and I'm watching some dude pissing in his mouth, pulling in 50K a month. It takes some people like 12 months to get to $50,000 and they come home sweaty and tired. And all this dude did was pee in his mouth. And he's pulling down your annual salary in a month. Oh, come on. Uh, this one says, uh, John, this OnlyFans idea, you know, may not be your cup of tea bag, so to speak, but here's definitely a market for it. I recommend OnlyFans segment called Will They, Won't They? And in it, you have varying levels of water in your toilet bowls. And fans ask you, come by <laughs> and see if your sack will dip into their water. <laughs> You give some details, like it's a cold morning, the bag's a little tighter. Will they, won't they? And then people bet, you know, have a little fan day, and I have my bag out, and I sit down, and I'm like, I'm in the water. I am in the drip. Stand up, prove it, it drips out. Uh, bing, 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 bing. They just got done, you know, maybe after a hard workout, somebody says, all right, come on by. He says, I don't know about you, John, but I want to see your hound dog ear get in there. Guaranteed five grand. <laughs> you already got a customer right yeah, there. I, right there, I got somebody interested bing, bing. on whether or not my stuff hits the bottom of your drink. Man. Who knows? But then you got to go to people's houses and stuff. Oh, so that's, that's there's the know, problem. Down. You got to meet people. That's something I hate. Dipping into foreign toilets and sitting on other people's cans. Mm. Yeah, I don't trust that at all. Not a bad idea, but who knows? The guy says, you know, I used to think until I listened to you guys this morning that this was all OnlyFans was. This yeah, is, hot girls showing us their boobs. But she used to be, I don't know if she still is or not, an ASU student. Her name's Violet Summers, or at yeah. least her online name is. And so two years ago, she had like 10,000 followers. Now she's got a million. She just Holy walks cow. around and pulls up her dress. Ten, takes pictures. Ten or 13 million on Instagram. Is the, uh, the horse mouth showing? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what I'm seeing there, that little line? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she just shows us her vagina on the streets of yep. Tempe. And, and then she pulls it down. A million people watch that. Oh, there you go. There's that. Fee. And then she's added that now. <laughs> Is that her? It used to just be her doing shots Holy of her smoke. pulling up her. She's, she's got some wow. gigantic. She's got Sam Cassell's uh, <laughs> mold in her mouth. But, yeah, a guy says, you know, I thought that's all that it was just hot girls, but you're telling me that it's ugly dudes whacking off? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's for everybody. There's no gatekeeper to stop you saying, sorry, you're not hot enough for OnlyFans. You can do it if you want. And maybe you 
aren't giving yourself enough credit. Maybe there's a fetish yeah, for that you. That could you be know? too. Like I'm out on this girl, even though she's really hot, because I the camel toe is the grossest thing in the world to me. Oh, she she loves it. <laughs> I think I'd be gay before I'd like camel toe. Like I just think camel toe. Oh, I, I honestly, oh, I, think, oh, I honestly, oh, I think camel toe there, is chief. so gross. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It just it sickens me. It's gross. So, so you'll take crank over camel? I just think oh, I'd think I'd tug a guy. No. I, I think I'd be more attracted to just a, a raw crank than I would camel toe. <laughs> For some reason, camel toe is a complete turnoff to me. Like it, to me, it screams it, it, it like, it, like well, it's a like it's lo- open luggage. Like it has no hiked up a little much. It has no barrier. It can't stop anything. It's just everything gets sucked into the vortex. And how do you respond to this guy, John? Honestly, I'd rather work all day and come home tired. Yeah, you know that's up to you. <laughs> but you yeah. could. Tie yourself out for yeah. an hour well, in I mean, your room and we'll make 40K. I get it. It's not for everybody. It's not for me. But it's it's definitely something that I, you know, I have to reconsider my brain on why I thought I would never be able to do it. It's because, you know, I still have in my head, oh, you have to be incredibly attractive and desired by the masses, and you don't. Another one says, John, you've opened my eyes. I've been saying for years, if there was a market for dad bod butthole picks, I'd be all over If it. you are willing to do it, there's a market There's for a it. market for it, and nobody's stopping Start you. Start the market. You don't have to go meet with an executive. I think you're exactly who we're looking for for a dad bod butthole campaign. You just do it. You're the CEO of your own thing, and if it catches on, you're going to be like... You'll be blown away. If it doesn't, oh well. Apparently bringing out the inner pimp in a lot of people. John, my wife has the perfect nipples. I've been begging her to do this for over a year. I'm tired of working my ass off. Right. Everybody wants the golden ticket. Everybody's tired of waking up in the morning, driving and getting humped by some dude all day about how wrong you are. And then you go home and go, why why aren't we going with our strengths? You've got perfect nipples. This isn't going to last forever. Why don't we play to our strengths and try to capitalize on them? And that's what OnlyFans is about. We have a listener. John, for the record, I'm an average 39-year-old white guy. Nothing spectacular. A lot like what you talk about on the show a lot. I have an OnlyFans page where I just rub one out every day (laughs) and post it. I make an extra $1,200 a month rubbing one out a day. Just an average Joe? Yep. Throwing $1,200 a month? Man, and I do it for free every day. Yeah. What the yeah, hell? That's like, like a rental. Waste on it. Yeah, that's like Ugh. that's like that's like having property. <laughs> it's like having a renter. <laughs> I mean, you're making a you're making a decent amount of money. What is that? Twenty four grand a year. Is that right? Am I doing twelve hundred bucks yeah. a month? Yeah. No, he's making uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Well, something. I don't know how it works. I don't know what math is. Actually, fourteen four. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You get four, yeah, 10, 10, 10 makes it 12,000 in that yeah. two months. Okay. I don't know how it works. Terrible at math. This is why I need to show my dick to people. I'm not, never came down to math, I'd die. So you get $14,000 extra a year. It's, vac- it's a couple of vacations, maybe. Sure. Some really nice, nice vacations. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what we're waiting for. And again, the wall is down. You don't have to audition. You don't have to embarrass yourself knocking on doors trying to get somebody to can somebody film me do this. Just do it. It's what's happened to the music industry. There's no gatekeeper. It's what happened to entertainment. You just go online. Rico Blaze did it. Do your own shows. Yeah, and he should have been more upfront about it. He would have made more money doing the other thing. Officer Blaze tried to hide it and still be a cop. I don't know. I don't think he was hiding it. 
I think he was. I think there was. I mean, I, there wasn't I talked to much someone of that. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people probably deep down knew, but he wasn't I advertising. Think there was someone it. else on the police department like. Go for it, yeah. man. I think what the guy, you know, that's his deal. But he wasn't pulling some. No, you're not allowed to do that as a cop. You're, you're, he's, you know, he's not pulling people over and handing his card out. Same as being a teacher. You're, a, you're an employee of the state and stuff. You're not allowed to start dicking people for money when you're on the clock, especially. Yeah, that's. Well, that was the big rub. But they're like, we can't have you. Also, big rub. Porn star. <laughs> that's the big rub. <laughs> which is also a website. Yeah. Seeing this person says. I'd rather uh, work. Uh, I love my job too much. The benefits and the people. I couldn't imagine doing another job. Signed, Christian rapper Nathan Sutherland. See, you know, and there's some guys out there who found their passion. Oh, well, you got great benefits. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said. I mean, you probably got medical. You're taken care of in yeah. the facility, and your needs are met. Naps. Colin Kane has an OnlyFans page. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. He shows his stuff off there, doesn't he? I don't yeah. think so. I think he just I think shows. He does. His, I thought he. Did, I think he just shows his body. Oh, he does. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he shows his junk. Scott Nichols says, "Thank you, Camel Toe." I find those photos a huge turnoff as well. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. I find that to be. I, I think it's gross, and I don't know why. Maybe I saw like a relative's Camel Toe at an early age, and it kind of just spun me. Scarred? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's probably some psychological reason why it just. It, it is still repulsive. To me. It ain't good. It's gross. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight.